You have the power to change your story. You are not defined by your parents, by your past relationships, by a job, or by an illness. What you do with that situation matters, and you have complete control over that. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Kim Peek, and I am the hostess for Power Up Your Performance. As we wind down and wrap up 2018, I know a lot of people are thinking about their goals and plans for the coming year. And so today I wanted to do a little exercise that I did last year. I called it, What's Your Word? I've mentioned before that I'm not big on New Year's resolutions. I just think that they are these shiny, bright objects that fill us with enthusiasm at the beginning of the year and then quickly lose their sparkle once the newness wears off. And that's why I like to encourage people to choose a word of the year rather than making a bunch of resolutions. To make big changes in your life, I think that you need to learn to think like a champion. And I want you to fill your hearts and minds with words that fuel your passion and words that ignite your desire to keep going. Life isn't always easy. And that big goal you've chosen to conquer for next year isn't going to materialize without hard work. Success begins with our thinking. And so that's why I think that this word can be such a powerful thing. The words we tell ourselves matter. You've probably heard that we become the five people that we spend the most time with. And that's because what we think we become. We fill our heads with the things we hear from the people we spend our time with. And that's not just people we spend our time with. That's the things we read, the memes we watch and listen to and look at on Facebook, the news stations we listen to, the music we listen to, the movies we watch. All of these things that we allow to come into our lives to influence us. Those thoughts become so ingrained that we find ourselves repeating, either verbally or mentally, the things that we've heard. These things that are repeated to us over and over and over again, no matter how they come into our minds, they fill our brains and they start to affect us. So I want this year, next year for 2019, as an ongoing thing, I want to help you learn to believe in yourself because once you learn to believe in yourself, you hold the keys to unlimited potential. You can change your life. You are capable, and I want you to believe that you are capable of achieving that big scary dream that you're even too afraid to whisper to your closest friend. We are going to start right now by choosing a word that captures the essence of what you want to accomplish in the months ahead. And that word is going to be your theme for the year. So if you're one of my people who has caught my journaling bug, I want you to get out your journal or jot yourself a note right now to use this 
as something that you want to write about in your journal later on today when you have an opportunity. I want you to think about what your word will be. What is going to be that word that guides your thoughts and your behavior for the year? Some of the words I liked as I chose my word for 2018 were champion, adventure, friendship, and family. Let's say you chose the word adventure as your word of the year. You would use this word to guide all of your decisions. So, for example, if your friend Kay suggested that you get a group of friends together to ride bikes on the Katy Trail this summer, you would ask yourself, does this opportunity appeal to my sense of adventure? And if that adventure required that you spend time riding your bike and training each weekend, you would ask yourself if other decisions you made supported or sabotaged your training. For example, would hitting snooze so many times that you missed your training session on a Tuesday morning help or hinder your chances of completing your adventure? Would staying out late and partying on a Friday night help or hinder your commitment to go on a training ride with your friends on Saturday morning? Maybe you chose the word adventure because you want life to be more exciting and you want to get back in touch with that fun part of yourself who had friends and who traveled and who had lots of stories to tell every Monday morning at work. Just wherever you go, wherever you want to go this year in the coming months, I want you to start by choosing this word. So put some thought into this. What changes do you want to make in your life? What makes you happy what areas are of your life are not making you as happy? What makes you just kind of grit your teeth and think, "Oh, I'm so sick of this. I want it I don't like this part of my life anymore." Just spend some time writing, spend some time thinking about the changes you want to take, make, or where you want to go, and use that to guide you as you choose your word. This year, the word I chose for 2018, my word was champion, and it's out of that word that this podcast grew. My mission was to think, feel, train, live, and perform like a champion, and to help others to learn to do the same. And I'm really excited that out of just a word that I chose, that this podcast is one of the places that I went with that word. So I haven't finalized my word for 2019, but I'm leaning toward the word believe because I think it will be a meaningful word for my entire family this year, not just for me personally. I have some big goals that I want to achieve that I'm not really ready to share on the podcast yet, but my senior in high school also heads off to film school in the fall, and my junior in college will graduate next December and head to New York to start auditioning to become a performer on Broadway. So there is a whole lot of believing that needs to happen next year in this family. And I am excited to see where all of our dreams take us. So what do you do after you choose your word? You make it visible. Whether that's a note on the fridge or on a mirror or on your steering wheel or a note in your calendar or a post on Facebook, I want you to proclaim your intentions to yourself and to the world if that helps you. Sometimes it helps us just to keep our dreams to ourselves because maybe we don't have the supportive people around us, but share your intention with the people who who will help you and who believe in you and who will support you. 
It might also be a good idea to make a note on your calendar for the first day of each month to remind yourself to reflect on your word and how you're doing. Three months into the year, most people have completely forgotten about their New Year's resolution. Now, this isn't a New Year's resolution. It's more of a guiding principle, a principle to guide your year. But I still want you to make yourself a note so that you don't let this slide. If this is important enough to you that you want it to be your theme for the year, don't take any chances. Put a note in your calendar now. Maybe even reach out to a friend and ask them to text you on March 1st or April 1st. Have them text you and check in with you and ask you, how's your word going? Now, I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about optimism because optimistic people achieve their goals more often than pessimists do. Are you a person who tries to see the bright side or are you someone who always jumps to the negative or worst case scenario? There is substantial research on the topic of optimism. Did you know that optimistic people are more healthy, have better cholesterol, and better heart health, and recover from illnesses more quickly? Optimistic people are also happier and have more positive interactions than pessimists do. I mean, it is kind of common sense. It makes sense that if you're bright and cheery and sunshiny, that people will respond to you differently than somebody who is always negative and doesn't know how to see the bright side of things. But clearly, optimism pays off. Fortunately for those who do not see the world as a place of endless possibility, optimism can be trained. And of course, I have some ideas for you on how you can develop your optimism muscle. The first tip is to be grateful. Even on the worst days of your life, There is always, always, always something to be thankful for. Some days you might have to try harder than others, but if you can train yourself to find something to be grateful for, even on your worst days, it will benefit you. When you are feeling especially negative or pessimistic, tell yourself to look for the good things in that day. Now, personally, having experienced a life situation that could have destroyed my spirit, I can tell you that this worked for me. When I was going through breast cancer treatment, I had a lot of days where I just didn't feel great and days that were worthy of a pout fest. But being grateful for the friend who brought me a smoothie or the fact that I could sit outside and read and enjoy the sunshine helped me stay positive. Number two, acknowledge your emotions, but don't dwell. Just because I'm asking you to be grateful, I don't want you to think that I'm telling you to avoid any feelings or to close yourself off from feeling. We all need to be in touch with how we feel and how, we, and how we're dealing with our emotions. We need to be in touch with our emotions. That's important. But you can feel angry or sad or upset without letting it ruin your entire day. You know that saying that talks about Was it a bad day or is it five minutes that you turned into a bad day? If you have a negative feeling that keeps popping up and popping up and popping up, go to your journal, write it down, come back to it later. Don't let it destroy your mindset mindset for that day. If it's something important, you can address it. But don't let that feeling bog you down all day long. Unless, of course, you know, it's really, really something very serious. And then, of course, we need to deal with that immediately. Number three, practice kindness. Smile. 
open doors, make small talk at the checkout or in the elevator. Have you ever noticed how people look at you? Maybe this is just like a Midwestern thing, but when you try to make conversation in the elevator or with the person behind you in the checkout, that's, I think, a little bit more accepted when you're in Nebraska or Kansas or one of our Midwestern cities. But when you get to a bigger city on a coast, they kind of look at you like you're a little bit strange. But wouldn't it be nicer if we were all just cheerful and kind and noticed the people who are around us instead of putting on our blinders and not paying attention to the people who we interact with or who we're not interacting with throughout our day? I'm not asking you to be phony. Just share some of that sunshine that's inside of you with others. And if this isn't in your nature, try to catch yourself in a good mood and use that as a reminder to spread some kindness and cheer. If you're in a good mood, you're in your car, you're jamming to your tunes, and you're walking into the store with a little extra bounce in your step, smile at the person behind you. Hold open the door. Wish somebody happy holidays. You don't have to be outgoing or necessarily somebody who is always an optimist. But when you catch yourself in a good mood, share some of that joy. Number four, find your positive tribe. Have you ever noticed how drained you feel after spending an extended period of time with people who are generally very unhappy and complain and see the negative in everything? I know that there have been periods of time in my life where maybe even I've been that person, but I also know that there are just some people that just drain me and I come home and I think, oh my gosh, I need a nap or maybe I need to take a hot bath. I need to relax because... I'm just completely out of energy. Oh yeah, by the way, in my family, a hot bath with some great bath salts, totally the cure for everything. A hot bath fixes so many problems. If you are feeling like you are not as much of an optimist as you want to be, it might be time to limit your exposure to the negative Nellies in your life. Who are the people who brighten your day? Who makes you smile? Who lifts your spirits? Who makes you feel like anything is possible? Find those people in your life and spend more time with them. And if you don't have those people in your life, join some organizations, join a running group, join a new gym, go to church, join a mom's group, whatever it is that fits into your universe. Try to find a way to meet more of those people. And if you still can't, seek those people out in online groups, like some of the groups that I have with my Power of Run. Speaking of my groups, right now we are heading into the time of year that if you are going to do a spring race, whether it's a 5K, half marathon, or marathon, it is time to start training. I am offering online group and one-on-one coaching this year. And you can check it out at www.crushingmygoals.com slash store. And that will give you all the information about all the different coaching packages that I offer. But I really would love to work with you because you deserve a coach. Everyone deserves a coach and should have someone in their corner who they can bounce ideas off of and who will keep them on track who can help them adjust their training if something pops up in their life, like an injury or a sick kid. So 
just keep that in mind. I want to work with you. And always with my coaching, there are lots of groups that you can join in addition to getting my one-on-one assistance with your training. Number five, plan for success. Sometimes we have days that steamroll out of control and we find ourselves being really grumpy because of it. If this happens to you more than you'd like, spend some time planning ahead. Create routines in your life. A lot of people create, a lot of successful people, our most successful people by traditional standards, have what they call a morning routine. And each morning they know that they are going to do certain things that might be getting up, exercising, writing in their journal, meditating, and doing those things before they start things like waking up the kids and making lunches and driving people to school. For some people, it works better to have a routine where you actually think of your next day is starting the evening before, so a going-to-bed routine, because we can make our day easier by setting ourselves up for success the night before. Or you might just have, like I said, a routine for what happens the first 30 minutes after waking up, and or a routine that helps you prepare to exercise. So whatever it is in your life where you're not seeing the results that you want, create a routine around that so that you have, you don't have to think about it. You just have these habits, a routine that you just follow and you go through all of these steps until your meal is prepared or your workout is completed or whatever you're talking about here. Number six, change the story. Always remember that your past does not define you. You really can control who you become, and you can be who you want to be. When we get caught up with negative thinking, I want you to remind yourself of this over and over again. You have the power to change your story. You are not defined by your parents, by your past relationships, by a job, or by an illness. What you do with that situation matters, and you have complete control over that. Number seven, put a positive spin on things. The difference between an optimist and a pessimist is their spin. A pessimist comes to expect that bad things happen, and those bad things are permanent and out of their control. Where an optimist, they believe good things happen, and they deserve those good things, and that they can act in ways that will create more good things in their life. The way we frame the good and bad things in our lives is powerful. You are strong. You are a hard worker. You are persistent. You are consistent. Good things happen for you. Tell yourself these things as many times a day as you need to until you believe it. Now, rewinding a bit, what does all this have to do with our word of the year? If you want consistent long-term success, it helps to be an optimist. Plus, life is just more fun when you look on the bright side. And if you are looking for athletic success, you need to believe you have the power to affect that success. You can get faster. You can run long distances. You can qualify for Boston. You can run up that really long, steep hill that has been your nemesis for years. You can do all of these things. So, A couple of ideas to close out this episode. If I have some ideas for some fun projects that will help you develop your optimism, 
And I think they're just fun projects as we start a brand new year. The first project is the one second video. Have you seen those cool videos that people did? It was mostly last year. I didn't see as many, at least so far this year. Maybe we'll see them as we get more towards New Year's. But they were one second videos where people would take a video of just one second of a portion of their day every single day of the year. And so at the end of the year, you have a 365 second video that represents your year. Now, you could choose to include include moments that are only happy or that you're grateful for, and this project could help you develop your optimism. And an easy way to do this, too, if you have a program like iMovie, you could just keep a file that you open and you pop that little one-second video into each day or at the end of the week so that you're not at the end of the year going, what am I supposed to do with all of these 365 seconds of video that are all scattered all over my life. Organization, people, that can always be a problem for me too. Anyway, I've also seen people do this with taking a picture a day and then compiling all of those into a video. I think that's really a fun project. And if you want to develop your optimism, you can use that one second video to record something that you're thankful for for 365 days. If you do it, let me know because I really would love to see your video. Number two, keeping a gratitude journal or jar. At the end of the day, the idea is that you would write down a sentence or a few paragraphs of what you were thankful for for that day. And they can be big things or small things. Some days you might really have to stretch to find a good one because we were talking about some days are just really rough and tough. But every single day you find something that you are grateful for. And having to stretch to come up with that idea, that can be really good for you too. So, Or you could write your grateful word on a scrap of paper or a grateful sentence on a scrap of paper and then put it into that jar. Either way, at the end of the year, you have a whole bunch of gratitude to look back on. Another spin on this would be to do this as a family. And at dinner time or right before bedtime, have everybody in the family write down their thankful phrase or what they've been thankful for. I think this would be really fun if you had a gratitude jar as a family to do as a New Year's Eve activity or a New Year's Day activity where you go through that whole stack of paper and reflect, again, talk about, share your best memories of the year of all the things you were thankful for over the course of your year. Number three, a journal you create for your significant other or for your kids If you want to work on your relationships, you could also create a journal where you write down something you appreciate about your spouse or your partner or your kids each day. You can keep it simple, or you can add photos or stickers or whatever embellishments you want to make it yours. Then give it to them at the end of the year. That's it for this week. I want to know what your word is. So head over to Facebook, head over to Instagram. I'm at Power of Run. Find me on Instagram or Facebook. Tag me and let me know what you chose for your word. Or send me an email, coachkim at thepowerofrun.com. I want to know what your word is. Let's connect. Let's talk. And I hope to see you in one of my groups or my coaching programs very, very soon. If you are traveling for the holidays, I hope you have safe travels and I Can't wait to connect with you again next week and in the coming year. 
Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. As a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.